There used to be an Easter fair at the Presbyterian Church every year. Early Saturday morning, the long, gentle hill out front would be taken over by tents, painted booths, mechanical rides on lease from the Happy Days Amusement Company, and large wooden carts slowly filling up their windows with buttered popcorn. A white rabbit, six feet tall, would bow in a dignified way as he passed out jelly beans from a basket. In the afternoon, there would be an egg hunt behind the Sunday school building, and the winner was given a chocolate chicken. Music floated everywhere, strung out wisps of one song weaving into another. The air always smelled like cotton candy. But the Baltimore climate was unpredictable. Sometimes it was really too cold for a fair. One year, when Easter fell in March, so little was growing yet that the egg hunt was a joke. The eggs lay exposed and foolish on the bald brown lawn, and children pounced on them with mittened hands. The grown-ups stood hunched in sweaters and scarves. They seemed to have strayed in from the wrong season. It would have been a better fair with no human beings at all, just the striped tents flapping their spring-colored scallops, the carousel playing after the ball and the plastic horses prancing around riderless. At the puppet show, in a green and white tent lit by a chilly greenish glow, Cinderella wore a strapless evening gown that made her audience shiver. She was a glove puppet with a large round head and braids of yellow yarn. At the moment she was dancing with the prince who had a Dutch boy haircut. They held each other so fondly it was hard to remember they were really just two hands clasping each other. You have a beautiful palace, she told him. The floors are like mirrors. I wonder who scrubs them. Her voice was wry and throaty, not at all puppet-like. You almost expected to see the vapor rising from her painted mouth. The prince said, I have no idea, miss. What was that name? Instead of answering, she looked down at her feet. The pause grew too long. The children shifted in their folding chairs. It became apparent that the ballroom was not a ballroom at all, but a gigantic cardboard carton with the front cut away and a gauze curtain at the rear. A child in the audience said, I have to go to the bathroom. Shh. Your name, said the prince. Why didn't she speak? Really, the children saw she was only a puppet. They sat back. Something had snapped. Even the parents looked confused. Then Cinderella flopped onto her face in a very unnatural way, and a human hand emerged from her skirts and withdrew behind the scrim. The children stared. On the stage lay her dead and empty shell, with her arms flung back as if broken. "'Is it over?' a child asked his mother. "'Hush! Sit still. You know that's not how it ends.' "'Well, where's the rest, then? Can we go?' "'Wait, here comes someone.' It was a grown-up, but just barely." He felt his way through the bedsheet that hung at one side of the stage, a dark, thin boy in khakis and a rust-colored corduroy jacket, with a white shirt so old and well-washed that all the life had gone out of it. There was something fierce about him, maybe the twist of his mouth or the defiant way he kept his chin raised. "'Ladies and gentlemen,' he said, running a hand through his hair. "'Boys and girls.' "'It's the prince,' said a child. "'Boys and girls, there's been... an illness. The play is over.' You can get your money at the ticket booth.